Uh, I got here before all three of you. Uh, but you could have set up. Hey, guess what, everyone? We're recording. Bam. That's my segue. <laughs> That's such a good segue. Right. Jay. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the That's a Rap podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Downey. We- and I'm one of your other hosts, Matty P. Yeah. And I'm one of your other hosts, Rupert <laughs> Blocks. No. <laughs> Today, <laughs> our guest is Owen Trek. Oh, oh, no. Wow. You ruined the podcast. Right. Shush. You're so loud. <laughs> Wait, who is? Everyone. <laughs> I love how you just right. come on the podcast and you just Everyone the thing. slowly introduce themselves <laughs> Fine In what order? Yeah, alright, fine Hello, uh, I'm Owen uh, I'm, 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 I'm a person I study TV production at Bournemouth University I don't do film But I, but I watch a lot of films uh, And I'm Owen's dad Ruben Block. Um, my phone number is 07540144993. Little disclaimer, Ruben is not Owen's dad. Ladies. I repeat, Ruben is not am, Owen's dad. He wishes he was my dad. I'm, I'm waiting. This is going to be a chaotic episode. You're a chaotic episode. <laughs> okay, right. Professionalism. Um, what's the first film we're going to be talking about today? Uh, so maybe? we're talking about three films today, um, and the first of which is Onward. Which I haven't seen. I have had the pleasure of seeing Onward with uh, Mr. Owen Trett. Oh, Ruben hasn't seen it either. beside me. You got to sit this one out, Ruben. Oh, I have. So uh, yes, yeah. just to start off with, so Onward is the latest of the Pixar films and one of two Pixar films that is coming out this year. Uh, and other than Soul. Yes, the yeah. second one is Soul and Onward. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Onward, Owen? Uh, it's 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 a Pixar film. Uh, just to start with, just to just to lay lay that lay that concrete, you know. Lay that concrete. Lay that concrete. <laughs> <laughs> You've never laid a single piece of concrete in a, your life. No. Liar. <laughs> it's uh, it stars Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, um, two very popular <laughs> American actors <laughs> at the moment. Um, and it's a film about two like troll uh, people set in in this kind of world where uh, it's like a magical fantasy world, but all the magic is gone, uh, which is quite quite ironic considering you know it being Disney. Uh, yeah, it, it has has a lot of D and D references, a lot of like uh, fantasy uh, kind of uh, you know cliques uh, and tropes that you would find. It's all around just a really really fun film, to be honest. Yeah, it's basically a buddy road trip movie, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing that the thing that separates it is, is mainly the setting, but I think it, it's a very kind of it, it. It's one of the more not generic, but um, more kind of you know standard. Pixar films. It is. It's yeah. I, it's not exactly you know pushing the envelope, but it it was better than I thought it would be when I saw it. I had relatively. You can see why I don't want to go see this now. I, well, no, I had relatively low expectations for seeing this film. I thought this was going to be like you know the good dinosaur type thing or Monsters University because funnily enough, uh, this the director of this is the same as the director of Monsters University. All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and it definitely wasn't. The, the Monsters University quality. That, um, it was a bit better than Monsters University. Well, first of all, it was original, so yeah. you know. Uh, in, in what sense? Uh, the concept, the setting. It's not a sequel. Um, he means, okay. I yeah, think. yeah, or prequel. In the yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not part of a, an existing franchise. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I really liked it. It really hit me in like the right spots. I think yeah. like I'm very biased because it, it basically it feels like a movie that like I would make where, where it's like has that kind of you know fantasy focus, uh, that kind of D and D kind of uh, addition to it. Um, 
and and also like uh, the emotional moments which you always get like Pixar films I think mm. really hit me specifically because it was like emotional like uh, baggage that like I could relate with which yeah. doesn't usually happen in Pixar a lot but in, in this case it did uh, so that was nice uh, it's just all around fun you know really I agree time. I agree I think yeah what you said about um, like the fantasy setting and stuff that was set up really well like uh, mm. the world building at the start of the film is done really well I think. Um, I don't know how mainstream the sort of D&D culture is. No, but, but you, you, you could tell that all the writers are just huge nerds. Yeah. Like, that, that's <laughs> kind of my main, bit, my main yeah. take out from, from that film, and that's fine. Um, but like, I think, yeah, aside from like the fantasy setting, I think it's just a very good coming-of-age film as well. Because, like, to talk about the plot of, a little bit, it's about these two, like you said, these two kids who are trolls, I think, or some kind of some kind some kind of, some kind orc, of fantasy I, creature. And they're living yeah. in a world that's, like you said, post magic. And basically they find this magical thing that allows them to bring their dad back from the dead for mm. one day. But they only manage to do it halfway, only his legs come back. And I think most people saw that in the trailer, right? That's, yeah, that, that yeah. that's in the trailer. And then the whole the whole the whole film is, yeah, they're going on a road trip to <clears throat> find another magical device that can bring back the rest of their dad, basically. Yeah. I have a question, and it might not uh, relate to the whether or not the film is good. It's just a, a question. Go on. If you had to revive anyone from the dead, but only you could only revive their legs, <laughs> who would it be? Is this how you're moderating this, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ruben haven't got a lot to say, so we're just, you know. Uh, who has really famous legs? Um, Careful uh, how you answer can that. Can I just, I think... <laughs> um, no, no, go on. Uh, These potentially might go online, so be careful. Uh, I think Hitler, because I think because uh, you won't have the famous moustache, a lot of his power uh, wouldn't. You're be still there. bringing him back alive. Yeah, only his legs. You can kneecap him. <laughs> never, you never wanted to kneecap this Hitler. Is so loud. I don't know how to audio it. <laughs> I would, I would bring back uh, Christy Brown because he was paralyzed apart from his left foot. This and is I, cruel. Uh, you know, no, because it's still cruel. like you'd have the painting. You know. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd bring. But anyway, back going back to uh, uh, onwards. Jeez, oh, um, my ears. How do I miss? <laughs> anyway, these? going back to the the film onwards. Mm. I, I, uh, I bring back Michael Jackson because no, you know, you get, Jesus you, Christ. You no, know, because it's just the moonwalking. You wouldn't have to experience the rest of him. You know, other people can moonwalk. Yeah, but like, I don't it's think a dance move that many people Bob can do. Bob Fosse. I don't think a lot of people can moonwalk like Michael Jackson. Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse. Also, me, me and Ruben have been a little perplexed while you guys have been talking because another set of students have walked into a room behind us and are recording a separate thing. Uh, it's fine. fine, we can't hear them. I don't think they can hear us. Um, what would uh, you guys give crossed. onward out of pie? Description. Uh, of just pie. Sorry, before we go on to like star races, <laughs> out of pie. I'd just like to summarise a bit and say a little bit more. And uh, it's, yeah, I think it's a really good, uh, not only is it a good fantasy film, but I think it combines the tropes of fantasy and the coming of age genre very well. Like, um, the way they the way they incorporate magic into the film to like show the progression of characters, I think yeah. that that was quite good. I don't know if you agree. Or... Look, look, good set pieces. Uh, yeah, the yes. way the way the magic kind of um, reinforces uh, yeah. that kind of like character build up, and also it's just a really good like uh, relationship film in the case yeah. of like two brothers because you don't really see that in like. Uh, a lot of other films like recently uh, yeah. where, where it's been ma mainly a brother focus because usually it's like you know father and son mm. uh, but this this time is, is the focus is entirely on, on these two brothers and their relationship and yeah. it, it's yeah relatable because like I mean I've had I've, I have a brother like I've had like similar 
yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good. It it made me cry quite a bit. The ending did get me a little yeah. bit. I think it's got a very nice does, does emotional get, ending. I won't spoil it because it <clears throat> came out. Does it get year. you in that normal Pixar emotional heartstrings type of way, or is it um, like, original? It gets at it a little bit, not as much as Pixar's previous work, but it does, especially at the end of the film, it does have hints of that. Okay, that definitely greatness that Pixar had. An originality. I wouldn't put it like near the top of Pixar's work, but. No. It's it certainly has inklings of that I it, think, and it's definitely worth seeing. It I would feel highly forced. recommend it. I, I have a question. This uh, Ruben might be able to uh, chime in as well. Easily. What do we think of the uh, controversy that's happened with uh, the troll character in, in Onward? Do you know about this? Uh, I think you told me briefly yesterday, didn't you, so about they, their yeah. sort of LGBTQ representation in so, the film. So, similar to how Disney's representation is in all of their other it's films not amazing, where they say no. they have yeah. representation. It, they, it's, it's one scene that could be easily cut, which of course they did for the Chinese. It, yeah. And uh, it's now been banned in the Middle East. Oh, great. Brilliant. And That's not good. maybe uh, Russia. I suppose they've, when, done it, yeah. they've done it before with LeFou and so basically, uh, Lin, the Beast. Le, yeah, yeah. Lena Waith plays a troll police car- policeman, uh, policewoman, and the representation is her just very briefly mentioning mentioning that she has a girlfriend, and it's a scene that could be cut in other countries that are homophobic. Yeah, I, it's not great. It's it's not amazing. <laughs> I kind of like that they are going in a direction that might become positive because the way it's it's in the film, the scene in the film, it's quite uh, normalized. The way that they treat this kind of homosexual yeah. relationship it's not like a, like a kind of putting it into the spotlight right. and being like we're great no it's mm. just a very normal uh, it, it's a very normal thing and I think hopefully within the next five years possibly uh, maybe even in Seoul I don't even know I think know. It, uh, maybe a little bit no. longer than that because when you're a corporation that big although like you said they are taking baby steps they still have to prioritise money you know and that sort of global reach Ruben what do you think? With their representation and how they go about it. I'm not it. saying it's good. I'm no. just saying that's no. how it is. <laughs> oh, no, just Disney is a, a business model, and now recently with they this own everything. I'm not praising Disney, but. No. It kind of sounds like you're praising Disney, huh? I'm praising Disney. It's interesting. Oh, I mean, they're a multi billion dollar corporation. Can we not do this? <laughs> on your, on will this episode go live? That is the real question. Look, here's uh, we'll the thing. How it goes, if you right? read marks, you <laughs> realize. Oh, shush, shush. Oh, I guess that's a no. Right. Get it together. You never read Groucho Marks? <laughs> It's <laughs> great. Um, Duck soup is right. Amazing. Quickly wrap this up. Well, yeah. Add a pie. No, there is no ratings. Uh, yeah, I think we we probably won't give ratings. So just but yeah, onward both of you give wrap up sentences. Onward, yeah, it's not exactly breaking new ground. It uh, you know treads quite familiar ground. It's a very good coming of age film. Very good buddy road trip film. It's just a nice entertaining watch. It combines fantasy and coming of age storytelling very well. Um, yeah, I really like this film. I'd recommend it. Yeah, uh, if you like fantasy films and you like Pixar films, then you, onward is for you. Pretty much guaranteed a good time. Yeah. like I don't think you, you're gonna dislike it. It's, it's just a nice all-around solid film. It's funny. Uh, mm. You know, I, I I had a really great time. Who's hitting the table? I can hear this, Ruben. It's uh, not me. I didn't hit it. I lightly tapped it with my finger. Yeah, we can hear that. that. That's, can you yeah. hear this? Well, you can well it, it wasn't me or Owen because we got our hands up. So. Okay, Joe. so um, originally a while back, uh, Ruben expressed in, uh, interest to come on the podcast, and he selected uh, 
I believe this is one of your favourite films, right? Yeah. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Do you want to give us a little intro for uh, Bridge of Spies? I will give you a little intro. One second. Right. Um, don't rush me, Joe. I'm nervous. Okay. Uh, you have to Google what Bridge of Spies was. It's a, it's a film. Uh, who directed it? Uh, <laughs> I nearly answered your question for some reason. I don't know why. You guys are really loud. Um, sorry, sorry. I hit the microphone. That one. It, it was looking at me funny. Um, Bridge it's not like ASMR at the moment. I'm sorry. Just... Bridge of Spies is um, it's a 2015 Steven Spielberg directed film. With Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance and some other people, and it is about a lawyer who is tasked with representing, uh, uh, who is played by Tom Hanks, and he has to represent Mark Rylance's Soviet Russian spy in the American court system. Um, and then he also has to uh, negotiate a deal to exchange Mark Rylance's spy for two other Americans who have been imprisoned in Soviet Germany. Hmm in the height of the Cold War in the early 1960s. And it's written by the Coen brothers and someone else who... Matt Charman. Yeah, Matt Charman, who did <laughs> that the... That was so crisp, the way you said that. ...original <laughs> draft, and then the yes, Coen brothers the came, in came in and, and beefed yeah. it up. So, ha- yeah, how... Do you know how much they beefed it up, or is it just like a like a pass? Quite they made a, a bit. pass out of it. I, I, I think quite a bit, because they've got... There are moments um, in the film where you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bit Coen-y. That's <laughs> in juice. Um, oh, just weird comedic wow. moments. You know? um, just yeah, but, like little yeah. repetitions of dialogue, their little idiosyncrasies and how they write. It's it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of your favorite films, isn't it? Now, I why think. is it well, one of your favorite films, Ruben? So I saw this film. Um, how old was I in 2015? I was about 18. Two. You were 18? 18. Yeah, it was 2015. I was born in 97. Take away two. Oh, in 97. Okay. Jesus, keep up. I, I was born uh, in 99. Sorry, I thought we were yeah, closer in age. Uh, Forget. Yeah, Sorry. Boomer. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're the oldest. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, so I was 18 and I watched it in the cinema. Um, and. You know, because everyone knows Spielberg is great. E.T., Close Encounters, Jurassic Park, the list goes on. Everyone's like, oh, he's brilliant. But I remember watching this in the cinema and realizing for the first time, oh, yeah, no, he is a master Mm. of his craft. He's not just Steven Spielberg. He's arguably the greatest living director, potentially of all time, because I watched that film and, like, directorially he put he doesn't put a single foot wrong mm. like it's a film that consists of people having conversations right. in rooms yeah and yes you know Coen brothers dialogue is very good and it's very entertaining but if you direct it wrong it can be boring and steven spielberg manages to make it engaging and you know the sentimentality is 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 there it's never too much mm. Um, I think it just does a really good job of being a really smart character drama that also sort of examines the values that a country should have and represent. Yeah. Oh, and what did, <coughs> you, what did you think on second watch? Uh, yeah, it was my second time watching. Uh, I watched it like like three years ago. Um, so pretty recently. <laughs> I, to, to preface, we, no, we, had we, don't, little, need we don't need to. We don't need to preface. preface. No, 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 it's preface. an inside joke. We don't need. <laughs> yeah. to. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, so we're, yeah. we're all good. Let's, let's, let's not preface. Um, so basically, uh, second time watching. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I, I kind of forgot how good it was. Uh, I think I originally watched it with my dad during Christmas, um, and it was like that. You know, kind of Christmas time when you're watching just a whole load of like films, and you kind of, you know, you don't really watch it for, to like judge films. You kind of watch it just to uh, consume. Um, not a lot of Christmas spirit in this film. 
There's snow. snow. There's snow. It wasn't. It's not a Christmas <laughs> film. Uh, I just watched it at Christmas. Okay. But um. No, no. But why did you watch it at Christmas? Because it came oh, out no, around it, that time. It, oh, really? Yeah. It I mean, it's like Oscar season, I yeah. guess, isn't it? Oh, so okay. That makes that, sense. That adds up. Yeah. yeah. Fair. It, it was just on TV. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, Fair enough. might as well watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um. No, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm just gonna repeat like a lot of what Ruben has said. Like, I, I do like the writing. I do. I love the editing in that film. Yeah. Um, How it so? Is, it is. Uh, some of the good some of the work like you were saying with uh, the kind of you know people talking in rooms making that actually exciting and right. like not boring mm. is such a difficult task to do especially in the edit um, and I think the way that it's kind of crafted really kind of uh, makes the film um, as good as it is and, and as kind of engaging as it as it is because mm. otherwise I think you know t- uh, if it was boring y- it's it's not really a subject matter that like if it's boring people are gonna switch off instantly because it's about like you know uh, communism and 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 very kind of deep cutting subjects. So if you make that boring, then um, don't sigh, Ruben. People people are gonna switch off, and I think uh, he managed to make that quite interesting. Right. Mm. I'm just trying to look up who the editor was, see if he's done any stuff. Steven Roderick Spielberg. James, <laughs> not Steven. Oh gosh, damn. It was also like. The same way that I sort of realized, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg is like he's just a genius. I remember watching that and realized, oh yeah, Tom Hanks is also a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah, yeah. like because right. you watch like the final scene, not to spoil it, but how it calls back to an earlier scene, right. and it brings it full circle, and you just see Tom Hanks' slightly concerned expression mm, on his face. Right. And he, he, it's not too much, but you just immediately it's a nice little moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found out the <coughs> editor is uh, Michael Kahn, who has done other Spielberg films. Mm. He did Minority Report, Jurassic yeah. Park, Saving Private oh, Ryan, cool. and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. As long as it, oh wow, he did Ready Player One and The Post. It's just a really good. Basically, editor. every Spielberg <laughs> film he's done, yeah. essentially. He's the Spiderwick Chronicles. It's okay, Chronicles. but yeah, um, my ma- one of my major takeaways from this film was uh, if James Stewart could do this film, he'd play this role. I think it's a very similar. I think that's the case with a lot of Tom Hanks films, isn't it? You think? Sort of, yeah, like they both have that sort of. It's not a nitpick. I'm no, saying no, no. It's like I'm a good saying, role. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think. Why the... do you hate British Spies, Joe? I don't hate British. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. I Someone think... please teach me how to audio mix because I do not. Oh, anyway. I think yeah. No, I. I, re- <laughs> I can give you a, a pointer maybe afterwards. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, the, I just got James Stewart vibes from. Yeah. Uh, Mr. S- is it Mr. Smith? Smith goes to Washington. Yes. Yeah, uh, that type of court procedural yeah. type of drama, and if if any other film will remind you that Tom Hanks is America's dad, this this film, he's great. He does just represent America very well in this yeah. film. Uh, also, Mark Rylance is amazing. In this. He's great. He's yeah. very. It's a good. subtle, nuanced performance. <clears throat> and yeah. I aspire to be as chill as that character, but <laughs> yeah. he's he, so he great. makes it his own, doesn't he? Would it help? Yeah, it's just oh. I I really like this film as well. Yeah. It was another film where I it was better than I thought it would be because I did like I remember I saw Lincoln a while back, which I thought re-watch. I might rewatch it. I thought it was good. Like it was a little bit bland, I thought, but and I thought Bridge of Spies when going into it, I thought it would be good, but sort of fall into that sort of Oscar bait by the numbers category, and I don't think it did. Right. I think it sort of elevated if, um, that. Sorry to interrupt you. If we were to nitpick, you and I have similar opinions on the cinematography in this film. No, we don't. 
I really like it. Oh. <laughs> oh, was it? Will? Oh, sorry. We watched this with someone else. Uh, I I think we, me, and, um, me and Will. Uh, Will Prittis, yeah. yeah. I think. hated it. Okay, why why do you like it? Why do you like the cinematography in the film? I just think it looks really nice. Yeah. I don't think all of the windows are just incredibly blown out and like I think it looks good. Foggy. I think no. it helps the aesthetic of yeah. the film. It didn't like distract me. It made me feel the world of the yeah. film. Like you feel cold and ill. Mm. Right. Yeah, and this is the so... case with a lot of Spielberg films. He uses yeah. a lot of harsh light a lot, and it really adds to the environment yeah. of the film. I think. Interesting fact, you know, um, when they're in uh, Germany mm-hmm. and they're speaking, and you see the breath yeah. coming out, you can't achieve that on a film set because the studio yeah. lights are always so hot. So yeah. what Spielberg did was like when they're setting up for a camera um, for a shot. Spielberg got like three technicians to like stand against like uh, a, a green screen and just like smoke mm. and then right. just like breathe smoke and they green screen that and then put it into the film. Yeah, because really I hate cool. when they do di- That's digital really cool. smoke in a film. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit... legend is very bad like, for I'd, digital smoke. I'd like to pick up on something you said earlier, Ruben, about Spielberg as a director because I yeah. agree. I think he's great and I think after watching Bridge of Spies, it seems like he's a director that's now at like peak maturity. Yeah, in a way, like he's. Not maybe not peak greatness, but peak maturity in the sense that you watch that film and you realise that he doesn't have the need to experiment anymore. Yeah, he's a like, solid he's done, craftsman. Yeah, he's he's done all the experimenting he needed to do with like Jaws and yeah. ET. He's you know he's done all the risks and he's everything. Got nothing like, to prove. Yeah, he's got nothing to prove. Like Bridge of Spies wasn't trying to risk anything. It wasn't like oh, what if we did this shot over here? Like yeah. everything felt in place. And I think what you said as well about it being you know, not too flashy. I think it was just the right amount of flashy and stylistic. Like, it wasn't boring, but it wasn't distracting either. Like, everything felt like it was in its place, I think. And that elevated the film. And I think also, yeah, the Coen brothers' writing. Obviously, I love the Coen brothers. They're great writers. And they added just a lot of, like, humility to the film, I think. Like, it never felt self-serious as a film. Like... This is kind of what stopped it from being Oscar bait again, I think. Like this, yeah, it I think had this, major potential to be Oscar bait. I think this is why I didn't like Lincoln so much, because it felt a little bit more self-important and preachy. Like, maybe I need to rewatch it, but British yeah, Spice, yeah, not, let's not go down that tangent. Abolishing slavery right. is too Ruben, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be quiet. But <laughs> You're going to get this but also, I think, yeah. Also, like, the whole film, I think, just seems very earnest and very... Just understated, I think. Like, and also another thing I noticed in Bridge of Spies is how it used music. Mm. So, uh, just it, it's Thomas Newman. So it's Thomas yeah, Newman, your favorite composer. My favorite composer. True fact. Is it a true fact? It is, it is a true yeah, fact. Okay. Yeah, I love him. He's That's great. A true fact. That's That's cool. his, um, like, but uh, last night. Uh-huh. He's got a lot of good stuff. He's he's great. Like, find, I, find I love Nemo. him. Uh, he should have won an Oscar for Wally, in my opinion. Probably it was great, but like that's for another episode. But this is yeah, one of the few. Take a Spielberg. shot every time Matt mentions something Oscar-wise. <laughs> you just wait. Also, I did a great voice crack then. But uh, um, yeah. anyway, so this is again yeah one of the few films that wasn't John Williams doing the score, and I think yeah the soundtrack's really good. But what I noticed about the film was ha- where the music was used. Mm-hmm. Like it was used not a lot actually yeah. like it's saved only for like the very necessary like character driven moments like what I found interesting was there's a scene I think where is it Gary Powers is falling out of the airplane yeah. and he has to parachute that in less experienced hands that could have had like all this you know this very big dramatic score 
of a guy falling out of an aeroplane. It's a very exciting scene, but there's no music whatsoever in that scene. Yeah. And that yet in another scene, slightly later on in the film, it's just two people talking and there's music in it. And yeah. it's like Spielberg knows or Thomas Newman knows exactly like what the important moments are. You yeah. know? It's I really like that in a score composer. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah, that sort of lack of music in some elements added to the earnestness of the film and the sort of lack of self seriousness that I was worried about when going to see this film. But yeah, yeah it impressed me for that. Uh, how do I phrase this? Um, Owen, ha- editing-wise, would you say this differentiates much from o- uh, older Spielberg uh, films in, in their editing style, or is it, you know, is it matured or is it majorly different? That's a very yeah open and difficult question because uh, a lot of Spielberg films have a very, very different editing style. I mean, take, like, Jurassic Park. Okay, maybe similar genres. That he, uh, so, the similar procedurals in the sense of, like, Lincoln and The Post and Bridge of Spies. Maybe not older, like, Jurassic Park, Spielberg, but in the sense of that genre of the people talking in multiple rooms, does the editing differentiate from those type of films? I'd say, as in terms of The Post right. uh, being probably the main example of what I can remember editing wise I I remember coming out of that film and just not being like wow right the editing it's 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 mm-hmm. like it's fine it's that kind of generic like modern editing style of, of kind of being somewhat flashy but also being somewhat refrained right. in in how editing is whereas I think with Bridge of Spies, the way that it was edited manages to flow into kind of uh what the film was about, really, and it kind of fit the fit the tone. Whereas in the post, I I I kind of feel like the editing was a bit separated from from tone. Right. Um. In the case of of pacing, uh. But that's 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 all I all I can really you know ascertain yeah. from. I need to rewatch the post. I do you? would disagree with you on that point. Would you? I would say that throughout Spielberg's career, his editing's relatively been fairly similar. Across genres and he's known for the one yeah, because he's Spielberg. He, Spielberg, his thing is like he likes long camera movements that feel like they're separate shots. They don't draw they're, attention yeah, to themselves. They're not, they're not like showy. Yeah. It's like that famous one in Jaws when they're on the boat and that's all. Yeah. one shot. It's stationary, it's, but it yeah. feels. And I think yeah. because of that, because of that very sort of specific style, sometimes his one is a more flashy, so it mm. may make the editing feel like it's more flashy. But I think because he's got that style, in terms of just the editing as editing, mm-hmm. it's. I would say it's always relatively been somewhat consistent because it is dictated by that Spielberg wanna yeah. and that way of. So, Owen, do you feel ashamed? <laughs> Yeah. By the way, you're Ruben, your mic, your your voice on a microphone is incredibly sultry. I don't know yeah, if right. it's if I have headphones in, but it's particularly at ASMR as level. A buttery, creamy biscuit base. Um, I don't, I don't buttery, think, <coughs> flaky crust. I don't think I've seen enough Spielberg films recently to to, to kind of. You should uh, really rewatch Lincoln. I, I heard it's great. I think, oh my god! Yeah, you guys. should watch Lincoln, <laughs> especially good. with like recent like knowledge with like editing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, because I think we're all students here. We're, we're all, you know, we're all interpreting films different. I dropped out <laughs> just now. Newsflash: you got an exclusive. Hi, mum. 
<laughs> but you're so close gonna, to the finish line, yeah. Ruben. You're going to pass my, your mum this hard drive. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Yeah. Um, should we wrap this one up, or have we got 20 minutes left? We've got a bit longer than that, I think. Do we? Well, oh. we're 27 minutes in. All right. We've got a That's whole crazy. hour. No, we've got about 20 minutes. We don't have a whole hour. It's, sorry, it's, it's 20 to, yeah. Oh, okay. What are you... What? Matt, oh, shit, sorry. Works. No, I didn't see that. I oh, was great, looking at you, the thing. Great, you just swore. No, yeah, now sorry. we won't get on FM. It's all your fault, Matt. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. You're denied. You're fired. <laughs> I'm not sorry, denied. I was looking at the uh, recording thing. I wasn't looking at the clock. Oh my I God. forgot that you guys showed up uh, 20 minutes late. Oh, shut up. It's actually 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot that even though you got here earlier, yeah. you didn't think to set up. I was waiting for Joshua to come with the key. Because yeah, sure. he was also a little bit late. I got, I got love sure. this this meta content that no listener is going to understand. At whatsoever. this moment in time, no listener has listened to this. Do you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, I'm, Owen. I'm joking. I'm joking. We can always bleep the one swear. This All right. Is true. Or bleep Owen. I think. Wow. Yeah, after, yeah. Just bleep the whole of Owen. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why you edit them, Joe, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well. crazy. It's All like right. The I thing think we haven't done yet. I think we should move on to right. talk about why the Ruben, hell no, no, no. did you bring Coraline in? Wait, 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 wait. Quit, everyone, quickly give a wrap up uh, uh, to Bridge of Spies, real quick. Uh, pie quick out of pie. No, not pie out of pie. Okay. All right, Ruben. <laughs> Why why do you love Bridge of Spies? Because uh, I just think it's a really subtly put together movie and the ending always gets me a little bit emotional because like, oh my damn, he's a really swell guy. Um, and it's just, it's a really well-made film and I, it's also kind of underrated because it's not always one people always go back to. It, it. is underrated, I would say. It's Yeah, yeah. I, I, when it first came out, I did not want to go see it because it just looked like a, like a talkie. And yeah. uh, you it looked like an aeroplane film, talk. didn't it? The uh. film you see on an aeroplane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Owen, real quick. It's just an all-around, well-put-together film. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the Bridge of Spies poster. And Matty P? Uh, yeah, a really great film that could have easily been Oscar bait, but due to its very mature direction and earnest writing, it manages to rise above that. And it's I'd recommend it to anyone who's thinking about seeing it. Perfect. The real question is, why would you carry Coraline in a sandwich baggie? So, to give context, mm. <laughs> that was sultry. Then Can the continue? the other day, mm-hmm. um, I I went to these guys' house to these watch guys. the film Coraline, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the DVD box for Coraline because no, you did I keep all of my DVDs in a case. Like so, a why DVD not bring case, the case? Because it's too big. And I thought, how big is it? So. It's not like If you let me it's finish. Like, no, but just demonstrate now how big If you it let is. me finish. It's, it's so no I visuals. Show so. show it to the listeners how describe. So describe. for the listeners, it's I'm holding my hands out now. It's about this big. You're not holding you your hands out. You can't say this big. You're a liar. Don't lie. You I'm know, sitting right next right. to you. You're not holding your hands out. <laughs> oh no, they got me. <laughs> you know you know those Walkman discs. So this containers. isn't the first time I've kept a DVD in a clean sandwich bag. Just by the way, I didn't keep sandwiches in it. It's Matt, a you're clean. So loud. It's Kill. a clean. It's a clean plastic bag. You're a clean plastic bag, right? Okay. It's a clean plastic bag that Not didn't have anything DVDs. used in it. I kept the DVD in it. It was basically fine. Why not bring the the case that's specifically designed to protect and keep DVDs and <laughs> CDs in it? 
I would have done, but I didn't have well, an empty one. It's because of you that we we, we had to skip past uh, 15 minutes of probably like the 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 best, the, part. The best part of the film. And also, I disagree, but I didn't well, even see the mother turn into a spider. Okay, I mean you I, did. I, we we saw no, that I, scene. I, no, no, no. We saw the spider mother. Okay. No, we saw her turn into. I, I think I think it's, what's, it's scratched after that, Ruben. You're agree. wrong. What's, what's wrong. most annoying is that basically, like during the main exposition part of okay. the film, like like the the ten minutes where they explain, okay, you have to do this to do this to do this to to win the film. Uh, we we skipped through all of that. Luckily, I, we've seen Coraline. Luckily, before. we've seen the. Film I hadn't before. seen it in ten years. I had ten no, years. Um, no idea. Is this what was how going you saw Bridge of Spies recently? Interesting. So this will, this will ago. actually be the uh, last time that I bring a DVD to the house. Oh really? Uh, you know what? Good. <laughs> good. What, what good DVDs have you brought? He's brought a lot of good DVDs. I brought DVDs. Network, Network, Spirited no, Away. No. Uh, just because you've been being contrarian. Yeah, right, it's Coraline. Like it's a film does, directed by it? Henry Selleck and uh, not Tim Burton. I don't know why everyone does that. Uh, came does out I mean, I can see why. Yeah, yeah? I, I with can... Coraline as well. People, like, people did it with Coraline as well as... Uh, I think I did it with Coraline when I first with, heard about it. At least with it. Nightmare Before Christmas, it says Tim Burton presents Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But he didn't do it. Like, I, I get Coraline the Coraline is a Henry Selleck yes. film. Uh, yeah. Also, to give other info, uh, it's adapted from uh, the Coraline short story uh, written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's about a... It's a stop motion from Leica. It's about a girl named Coraline who's moved from Michigan to a very dreary... Uh, neighborhood village, no house. House. Just, I'm just, just like the, whereabouts just the one house, is actually? It? Just the one house. And uh, weird, sinister things start to happen when she realizes she finds another world that's similar to her world, but better. But seemingly better. Seemingly better with button eyes and creeping. Everyone has button eyes. Yes. yes. Um, I think with this film, because we don't necessarily have criticisms of it, we more have nostalgia and fond memories of it. If we're going to go down the line, what is a fond memory you have with this film, either from rewatching it or just watching it growing up? We'll go from Matty P um, to, down to Ruben. Well, mm. um, I can't remember when I first saw this film. I think Sick. it was. I think it was around the time. Well, no, I. You know, I. I. <laughs> a fond memory, like what? Yeah, you know. I just remember. What is it you like about Caroline? Um, I don't know. It's just it was a very unique film. I don't remember seeing films quite like it when I was the age that, <laughs> that I saw it. Ruben just took a very loud sip of water oh, we into heard. the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we can all, I can hear all your chairs creaking, by the way. Mine's not creaky. It's just your spine. <laughs> no, yeah, I just, I, I love the film. It's one of my favourite films. I think it's really unique. I love the world building in it. I love the well, original style. You say it's your favourite film, but you clearly don't like it enough to take care of the disc. You know, I actually uh, spat on the disc before bringing it around you just may as to well make sure done. it was you may as perfectly well scratched. Actually, that would have probably cleaned it. <laughs> so, Owen, you watched this on a plane. Uh, uh, oh, I, I guess we're done okay. with me. Right, uh, we, you didn't say a fond memory. I was just saying, like... And we went into insider joke territory. I'm sorry I don't have an aeroplane memory of Coraline. (laughs) I'm just telling you about when I first saw it and why I enjoyed it. Okay, continue. I thought we were getting into insider joke territory. No, no, no. no, 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 Continue, continue. I I don't have much to say in the way of, like, memories attached to this film. I just remember it. You know, it was very creepy. It scared me quite a bit. But as I grew older, I grew to like it more. Uh, (laughs) What? I wasn't scared when I first saw it. I was a big boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> you still are a big boy, really Ruben. Really um, you watched this on a plane. You watched this on a plane, Owen. The thing is, like, I, I, I think, because like, it, was, it, was, it was ten years ago, my memory, like, completely fails me sometimes. Um, but I do remember slightly, I, I believe I watched it on a plane, a uh, nine-hour plane journey uh, to uh, Disneyland, <laughs> so, Florida. So, you watched this on a plane. I believe I remember watching this on a plane. Look, I, don't I believe I watched this I think, on a plane. I think I did. Um, I, 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 like, because, because my only memories of Coraline is, like, being terrified, having, like, specific scenes in my head, and then being, like, you know, a few thousand feet up in the air. Mm. because, um, like, it was the longest plane journey I've ever been on. Where, where um, were you going? Disneyland, Florida. Oh, nice. Uh, so it was, like, a really long plane journey. How old were you? I was, I was, like, ten, Ooh, nine. That's gonna be scary for you. Yeah, so it was terrifying, uh, because, like, not only was I, you know, a few thousand feet in the air, in a, in a, in a cradle of death, um... <laughs> I, I was watching uh, a terrifying film. Um, yeah, uh, it, I, I, I can't remember much of that film. Uh, and you when saw I it last night. when I rewatch <laughs> when I rewatched it last night, there was a lot of it where I'm like, I do not remember any of this. Mm. I remember like imagery, like of like the button eyes, but that's it. Like I don't remember any scenes, any like things that happened. I didn't even remember what the story was about. Really? Um, I really messed up wow. with this fond memory idea. Yeah. Ruben, do you I've have got, any? I've got fond memories. Okay, go uh, But on Shoot. your point of like like not remembering certain points of the film, I also forgot when it uh, stopped in the middle <laughs> of the film because the yeah. disc didn't work. Um, it's my, a good scene. So um, I saw this in the cinema where You're it came on one out. side of the mic. Oh my god. Come I, on. I'm speaking in stereo. All right, fine. <laughs> um, I, I, I saw the film in the cinema where it came out, and it was a year after I'd left primary school, because obviously when you hit year six, you leave. <laughs> oh, really? I'm still there. <laughs> you should get out. It's too old. Don't get hit out. the table, Ruben. I didn't. I kicked it. <laughs> but anyway, I saw, I, saw, I saw this film uh, with my best friend from primary school. He went to a different school. I went to a different school. Um, and we hadn't spoken to each other in ages, and when we went to see this film together, because I remember his, I remembered his landline number. We saw this film together, and we haven't spoken since. So Nassif, if you're out there, how the hell did you get Joe's hard drive? <laughs> um, please call me. I love you. <laughs> I, I think I watched this at like a slumber party or something. It was it was a mate of mine's birthday party. Boys she, or girls? It was it was a girl. Oh. Her name was Eva Martin. She went to my primary school. Hey. Second name. Don't you dare. Um, yeah, anyway, I like I love it when a girl has a second name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, weirdly okay, enough, second name territory. Right. Weirdly enough, I remember She's there was a, a citizen. Can you stop? Um, <laughs> she has a phone number. <laughs> Tell me more. Jesus. Right. Sorry. Um, weirdly enough, I remember one of the like birthday games we we all birthday played. Games. Yeah, it was one of those kids parties, uh, where like I think her mum had a bunch of you know yum yums. Yes, they were all on a stick, and you have to like grab them like pinatas, but with your mouth. And that's pretty cool. That's very yeah. unhygienic, Joe. I know. I uh, feel or, bad now for not having a memory attached to this also, film. I just really like it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you have memories of anything? No, he just got. No. He's just got just dates data in his head. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember it's Oscar anything? bait? I just. It's just yeah, Oscar material. I just yeah. Oscar trivia replaced like family memories. So we watched Coraline, <laughs> and I think it's Bed Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, the half animated. Oh, half yes, live I love that. That yeah. I remember that film being yes. incredibly boring because we never got to the animation until like oh, halfway through the film. Such a good anyway. Film. Coraline, uh, 
it's what was it at the time it was Leica's longest stop motion film it, it was, was Leica's first film oh it was uh, the okay. longest stop motion yeah. film it was Leica's first of I think five films that they've done now alright and yep. yeah in my opinion it's also their best film uh, what, what uh, slowly comes behind it mm, uh, Paranorman I haven't seen Paranorman yet I'm just let me think what all the ones are so there's Paranorman which I haven't seen Box seen Trolls which I've seen some right. of I've seen Fine. most of it yeah I like it uh, I would say Kubo and the Two Strings is probably like second place hmm. to Coraline. I like it's yeah. I think Kubo and the Two Strings is a very good film, but it does kind of its weakness is that it falls into that sort of trap of being a bit of a by the numbers adventure film. Right. I think whereas Coraline is wholly unique both in terms of animation and storytelling, and it delivers on its central theme very well, which is, you know, be careful what you wish for yeah, yeah. and, you know, appreciate what you have, appreciate your parents. Yeah. They want what's best for you. Don't Although talk to strangers. The parents are just the worst. <laughs> yeah, but they at least that you know, they're looking after their daughter. Yeah. yeah and, you one, know. One, one's drunk all the time and... What? <laughs> what? Yeah, like... She was like not drunk. The dad. The dad He's is... He's not drunk. He's, He's depressed. depressed. He's they, depressed. No, they mention it in a... In a in no, a... that was Babinski, because Babinski's so eccentric, so she thinks he's just drunk. Yeah. Oh. Babinski Did played by Ian McShane. Did you watch the film, or were you on your phone? <laughs> it was phone? the baggie. I, I, I definitely... Get damaged baggie. I, I might have you can't, missed it. No, we're not using the baggie as an excuse here. The was DVD was so perfectly loud, working. Matty P. I don't care. I, it's, uh, trying to audio mix you is a nightmare. You know what? When whatever I it's called. three people picking on me, I'm going to be loud. Um... I'm going to have to disagree with you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) On what? Just Um, just in general. On what grounds? In everything. On what I said about Kubo? Oh, wow. Um, Okay. I... Oh no! I, we I, have time. I, I no, we don't. No, we do. Yes, we do. We have nine minutes, dude. Nine minutes is enough to 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 rant at my Oh, and let's what, review what you, the film. Oh, and instead. what do you want to say? No, I want to hear what I have really, to say. I really, okay, like I really like Kubo. I really like Kubo as well. I, I don't think. It, I don't think it's we're that not talking by about the Kubo, numbers. I think no. I don't think it's that by the numbers. But I think at times it does kind of veer into that. Like it's great for its animation. I think its animation is probably the best part. But its story. The story is also very good. I don't know. Some parts of it just. Felt Are you guys a talking about Kubo? Generic. Yeah. Uh, well, we're quick, not reviewing Kubo. Quick, quickly, just a quick off offhand <laughs> thing. We're talking about Leica in general. We have time, Joe. We to have time. Just for the take time. it down People a little bit. Don't please. know us. Oh, uh, go let go the podcast explore. Yeah, yeah. Joe. Stop limiting. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm not going to try this. Guys, we only have eight minutes. Don't talk about Kubo. You can't talk about films right, in this oh, film podcast. Um, it's my favorite, like a film. Uh, it's your favorite. Okay, yeah, I, I, I think because it's a close second for me. Like, even though you, I, I you think is like you say it's by the numbers, but like, I, I, I agree. Like the story in Coraline is Kubo? is better. But why are we talking about Kubo? I think. Oh my! Just let me finish minutes. my point. Every time you interrupt, you're like. You're adding like time. 30 seconds. Yeah. You're more of a detriment than he is. Joe, I'm going to talk about Kubo for the rest of this podcast. Um, Whoever's hitting the table, stop it. It's, it's Owen. He's getting irate. <laughs> what if I say he's getting Irish? I, I, I think like in, term, in terms of uh, cra- <sighs> like the way the animation is crafted, yes. I think that's why I prefer Kubo because of that's just fair. the scale and grandeur. Yeah. Like, you know, you know the, the, the like skeleton thing mm, is like a yeah. huge... like. Person-sized puppet. Yes, it's like it's like world record for like the most complex puppet structure. It, like yeah. in in like in history. In I just I so just want to say a good film. that I have a burning urge to tickle Owen to see what it would sound like on the microphone. Don't do not you know, do. We this. don't want the audio to peak <laughs> because it but, will peak. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, in terms of Kubo, sorry. I think no. Like, <laughs> get back to Coraline. No. 
In terms of... We're, we're segmenting into Coraline. I, will, I give I will Coraline three. three buttons out of four. All right. How many buttons? Okay. Four buttons. He said four. <laughs> he just said... But why? Uh, do okay. you listen to your own podcast as you're, t- as yeah, you're saying I'm it? I'm trying to moderate you. Sorry, guys. yes. Um... Uh, with yeah, sorry, with Cooper, I was like nitpicking it a bit. Like, I do generally think it's a great film. It's just I don't think it reaches the heights that Coraline does, you d- you and that's like why Coraline is my favorite. <laughs> I do like it. Just don't like Cuba. Is this the thing again? You can either like just or racist. not like it. Yeah. Right, Ruben, why the did you make a kiss it. noise into the mic? Uh, ladies, my number is oh seven five four oh one four four nine nine three. That's I'm an a, O for Owen. I'm a good for kisser. Seven for Owen. <laughs> Five for Owen. Ow, peaky. Uh, Joe, what's Four your favourite like a film? I, Coraline. Good. And speaking of Coraline, uh, I like how it manages to blend a very creepy slash cosy feel. It's a very cosy film yeah. for something so creepy. It is, isn't it? Um, That's a good I way just, of describing it. I would also it. like to shout out Keith David's voice acting. He's great. He's always great. Uh, and Ian McShane. Je- Ian McShane's a great voice actor. I'd like to shout out my dad. For no. Uh, Jennifer Saunders. Your dad was really good in it. Yeah, no. As I, 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 oh, Coraline! <laughs> Ow, loud. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon was also very good. Why? Yeah. Okay, what <laughs> is this really Jimmy good. Fallon bit? I'm very. Is this a, uh, just inside? We'll explain joke. it very quickly. But Go. It's basically, Ruben was gaslighting us again. Oh, no, no, oh, no. Jack started it. Oh, did Jack start it? Yeah. Uh, Jack but was you, you perpetuated it. Well, yeah, because like, if someone's gonna gaslight, yeah, I'm Jack said that Jimmy right. Fallon was in it, and he winked at me when he said it, and so I played along, and you played Perfect. along, and yeah. you pretended to look up the IMDb and said, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. found him. He's yeah." What do you What do you think of Dakota Fanning in this film? Because we we have a mate of ours that hates Dakota Fanning's performance. Uh, I think it's good. I'd sick. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad at all. It didn't distract me. I thought it was perfect for the character. Like I, I really liked it. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't. I, I would give the performance decote no to Fanning. I like You're this rating. I, I, I like this rating system. Like it's either out of buttons or out of pie or just oh, a pun. Just <laughs> I think this is, should be how we rate films from now. This on. is the most professional. Or podcast. just no, no consistency whatsoever. <sighs> Uh, should we wrap up so, quickly then? No, I mean, to wrap up, really, we Coraline. talked more about Kubo and the two strings so, than Coraline. So oh to wrap God, up, no. to wrap up, it's your fault. To it's wrap up, fault. why did you ruin today by talking about Kubo and the two strings, <laughs> and why do you hate it, Manny P? You know what? I apologize that I don't think Kubo is a perfect film, which clearly means I hate it. <laughs> I just want to listen to this dead air. <laughs> Uh, sorry, yeah, we'll uh, wrap up our thoughts on Coraline real quick, and then I think we'll draw this podcast to uh, an end. A grinding halt. So, Ruben, if you want to go first, uh, your final can, can thoughts you and summarization the of the film Coraline. Like some kind I of like, cat. I like, I like Coraline. I just, I, I, I actually don't find like the 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 like other world stuff. Like obviously it's creepy, but I I never got creeped out by it. That's fair. But like the the real world stuff, like that final scene, it's just something about the way it's edited, and like the voice acting. It doesn't sound. I don't know. I just it creeps me out. Wait, which scene are you talking about? The very end. What when? Oh, they're, they're when like the epilogue when they're all when in it's the all garden. nice and yeah, it's like yeah. I, for whatever reason it just I don't know it creeps me out. Fair enough. Interesting. Okay. There's not enough I, like ambient. I might noise. ask you more about that after the podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, we could have talked about it if you, yeah, didn't, if you didn't talk, talk about, about Kubo. Kubo two strings. Three minutes. Uh, Owen. Owen, Owen, Owen. Hi. <laughs> Wrap up. 
Hi, Owen Trett here with, with, with an opinion on Coraline. Don't tickle me. <laughs> that's the that's the wrap up sentence, and that's all we have time for. No, continue. Uh, I like it. I I don't remember a lot about it, and then I watched it yesterday, and I was like, and I remembered yeah. things. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's. I don't, I don't think it's like second place. I think Kubo is still be- a better film, uh, in terms of like scale. Uh, why is okay. um, why do you hate Coraline? Listen, right. I I I, I don't know. Uh, Coraline is weird. Maybe we should have talked about Kubo. Do you know what? Um, Joe. Please. You could talk. You could talk about a film in the context of. Uh, the You're allowed to branch out with a podcast, Joe. Yeah, I, I know we've done it before. I'm just trying to think of how we're we... going to talk about Iron Man and not talk about any M, like of the MCU at all. You know. Are you finished your final thoughts what? on Carolina? <laughs> have you Have you wrapped up? Yes. Okay. Uh, Joe, do you want to give us your final thoughts? Overall, on the film? a great Henry Selleck film with some really great voice acting and world building and score. Uh, yes, the I, score's great. I have a lot of sentimental feelings with this film because I tried to adapt it for G- uh, A-level drama. Um, uh, big up A-level drama. Big up A-level drama. <laughs> I managed to put in Sweet Dreams and the Marilyn Manson cover of Sweet Dreams both in the same thing because I was an artistic <laughs> wanker. Um, wow. wow, you just... Yeah, really, we're no longer no, on is... FM, so, you know. Well, I may as well say it, cretin. <laughs> Excellent. And um, uh, with that, that's uh, that's a wrap podcast. We have been... We haven't been Joe because, you know, we're other people. I've been Joe. I've, I've been Joe. And Matt's I've been, been Joe. Matt. I've been Joe. I've been Joe, but this I've also been Owen. This has been That's a Wrap. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for Thank coming you for on. listening. Thank you. And Donate oh, to my oh. crowdfunder. Ah, <laughs> fetch and squander soil coming soon. And, and and One House Productions. Yes. How many? Can you not do the ASMR? <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.